The Constitution of Australia is very prominent in our national discussion at the moment. I mention that not to pass comment on the latest issue, but rather to remind us of how important this document is for us as Christians. The Constitution of our Federation begins with the words, Humbly relying on the blessing of Almighty God, we, the five original colonies, have agreed to unite in one indissoluble federal commonwealth under the crown. End of quote. Our Federation was brought into being relying on the blessing of Almighty God. And that is most important for us as Christians, but also for our nation, which has a Christian heritage. Most of us would have witnessed, over the course of our lifetime, a de-Christianising of Australia. God has progressively been excluded from our national and civic life. The census of 2021 reveals that a minority, only 43% of Australians, say they are Christians, which is an 18% reduction in 10 years. Those who say they have no religion is almost the same as Christians, 38%. And this has increased over 30% in the last 10 years. If the Christian denominations are separated out, then 20% of Australians are Catholic. So there are more people of no religious faith in Australia than there are Catholics. It is certain that as Australia becomes less Christian and more atheist, then our commitment to Christ will be put to the test. Even if only in the sense of swimming against the tide, or being relegated to the margins of minority. Through the media, the mainstream media anyway, and public discourse, we hear whispered or shouted at times warnings against us and denunciations of us, as Jeremiah does in today's first reading. Even so-called friends may try to trap and trip us up. We may bear insults and be made outcasts, even in our own homes, as we hear in today's psalm. As Jeremiah tells us, we must expect that God will challenge our faith in him and probe our minds and hearts to test the depths of our love for him. But... Do not be afraid, Jesus assures us three times in today's Gospel. And neither should we be afraid or despondent or downhearted. It is Christ's church and he has promised never to abandon her. Remember of the past, the untold number of martyrs before 315 AD in the Roman Empire. Remember the over 300 men and women who were martyred in England between 1535 and 1681 for keeping the Catholic faith. And they weren't all bishops and priests. Many were lay people. 
remember the martyrs of Japan, Korea, Uganda, who also died in the hundreds for the faith. Remember the martyrs under Hitler and Stalin. Truly the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. No one in history has succeeded in crushing the church, and Satan will not succeed now. We must also look upon the situation in which we find ourselves as not only a call to fidelity to Christ, to his church, and to the faith he entrusted to the apostles, but also a summons to evangelize and bring others to and into the church. Amongst those who have left the Catholic Church, the reason most given for not coming back to the Church is because no one asked them. No one asked them. But the request to come to Mass must not be couched in a way that is more like a guilt trip or making the person feel bad. Invite, don't hector or nag then at some point we have to be willing to sit down and listen. Ask the person why he or she does not come to Mass, and then listen. Don't lecture. Perhaps share why you go to Mass. And if they give a reason for not coming that you don't know how to respond to, then go and find out how to answer that objection or problem. In other words, deepen the knowledge of the faith that you have. Most important of all, pray for a conversion of heart for that person. But don't pray generally, or more like a wish for them. Rather be intentional and bring out the big guns. Have a Mass offered for that person. Approach a priest with a Mass intention envelope and ask him to offer Holy Mass for the conversion of that loved one or person. The priest doesn't even need to know the person's name. You can just say for a special intention, though you can write the name of the person on the envelope. And it doesn't need to be placed in the parish bulletin. It can be kept private just between you and the priest. God will know the person's name. Holy Mass is the most effective prayer on this planet because it is Christ's sacrifice offered again by the priest. And that sacrifice has immeasurable power. After all, it has paid the price of every human sin that has been or will ever be committed. Christ has paid the supreme sacrifice for all of humanity. He has offered the most perfect prayer to the Father. And then pray the rosary daily for the conversion of that person. Our Lady is a powerful intercessor and most effective in bringing about the conversion of hearts. Our Lord also promised that praying the Divine Mercy Prayer at three o'clock for the conversion of a person will succeed when it is said with a contrite heart and with faith. So let us not be afraid, but let us be calmly alert to the threats around us, and have trust in Christ, who has conquered everything that this world and Satan can hurl against us.
to quote a great saint, St. Benedict, the father of Western monasticism. And this could possibly be our motto. Let us prefer nothing in this world or in this life to the love of Christ. Let us prefer nothing to the love of Christ. Laudato Jesus Christus.